We are live. I want to welcome you all to Daughters in, I'm sorry, God's Daughters <laughs> Journey to Healing. I want to welcome my special guest, Roz Collender. This is part two of Sex is a God's Idea. And so we had such a great time and such uh just comments and people wanting it to come back again and for us to discuss this again. And one of uh, Raza's friends said that healing, and it's true, she says healing is a process. And so we don't get to do it in, in one, um, one, you know, one subject or one time of a session. And so we're going to take our time today and we're going to actually delve into this and we're going to do this. And so Roz, I'm going to yield the floor to you and um, we're gonna go on. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. I am hoping that this is more of an exchange. You know, I'm, I'm extemporaneous and I could probably talk by myself for a couple of hours, but we're not gonna do that today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, the point that you just brought up about mm -hmm. being a process, uh, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know if I want to start there. Let me take a moment. Let me uh -huh. a moment. We talked about so much last week. Uh -huh. It would have been helpful, you guys, if you had had questions. If there were things that you expressed you wanted to um, have us elaborate on, right? So you could address it from that standpoint. Um, it is an exhaustive topic. Yes, it is. So many facets of it that could be addressed. Yes, um, I think. When we ended last week, we were kind of talking about the issues that center around self-esteem that mm -hmm. impact specifically women and our willingness to engage in, you know, sexually irresponsible relationships, all those relationships outside of marriage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm in the process of writing some things about my life and uh, we're making some decisions about how transparent I will be with my experiences. But one of the things I understand that is if I'm really going to help anyone. Yes. Now the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Yes. So that kind of transparency requires, um, you know, a lack of concern about people's opinions because you want to help somebody. And if that means you have to bleed a little, Jesus bled yes. a lot. <laughs> yes. So uh, we'll we'll engage in this conversation. At the end, I think I was talking about my issues with self-esteem okay. and all that facilitated my moving into a relationship that, you know, was outside of marriage. And this was as a teenager. It wasn't my interest. And a lot of us get caught up in sex at points in our lives where it's not really our interest. Mm -hmm. But when you have low self-esteem, and someone pays you attention, mm -hmm. you could be 16 or you could be 60. When the compliments yep. come, when you don't feel good about yourself and someone tells you things that are positive, uh -huh. sometimes it leads you into places that are not where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And I found myself in a relationship where, you know, I was still wearing bobby socks. You know, I was wow. I was 16, but I was I was a child. I was right. enjoying childhood. Uh -huh. However, I did have low self-esteem. Yes. So, you know, a certain kind of man mm -hmm. knows how to recognize that, knows how to take advantage of it. 
Mm -hmm. Pull us into relationships that give us what we want, which is to feel good about ourselves. They want. And unfortunately, this isn't relegated to childhood or teenage years. Yes. We find ourselves in our 30s, 40s and 50s and Mm -hmm. we still don't have a healthy sense of self. Yes. I was preparing today and not 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 in the same way that I did last week. But Mm -hmm. I thought of the scripture. It is in First Corinthians. 11 and 9, mm-hmm. he says that the woman was made for the man. Yes. It wasn't made for the woman. Mm-hmm. When God made you, you were whole in the package. Wow. Complete in God. Mm-hmm. You were mm-hmm. extracted, which means man has something that is missing, but mm-hmm. you were whole. And we live in a society that tells us that we're not whole, we're incomplete if we don't have a man. Yeah. It's amazing how much that idea has permeated like generations. Yes. I, I literally had an interaction with my mom um, or a couple of experiences mm-hmm. that really highlighted this. Like, I didn't know that this mindset existed in her. Uh-huh. And you know, I'm in California, she's in Connecticut, and we're talking. Uh-huh. And she asks me, you know, have you met anyone? Okay. Every time she asked the question, it was accompanied <laughs> by this laugh. Uh-huh. And the laugh I found offensive because I didn't understand what was funny about the question. Yeah. So it bothered me to the point that maybe after the third time I decided I was going to ask her why she was yes. laughing. Uh-huh. And initially she said, oh, it's just a laugh. You know, you can laugh about anything. And I was like, understood. Mm-hmm. But this laugh follows this question every time you ask me. What do you right. funny? And she was like, oh, Roz, you just seem like you have it all together. Uh oh, uh oh, what does that mean? <laughs> wow, no, I understood what it meant in, in, in light of the question. Okay, oh, she's thinking that because there isn't a man in my life, I can't that, possibly be complete, I can't be happy, right? I can't be as much together as I appear to be. Yes, and I had to explain to her that I don't need a man to complete me. Mm-hmm. That's not the way we were designed, we weren't no. made. That's true. For a sense of completion. That's so true. Happy in and of myself. And when Mm -hmm. I meet a man, I'm going to need to meet a man who is happy in and of himself too, because I don't want to take away from my happy. Absolutely. (laughs) But I didn't didn't know before that point that she, in her mind, felt like a man was the complete, the completion of the package. I need yeah. I need that to be whole. I'm not, you know, a whole woman, a good woman, confident without that person in my life. Yes. So we have to challenge what society is telling us. Yes. About relationships, about men, about mm-hmm. sex, about our significance. Mm-hmm. We are here just to be a receptacle for seed. Yes. Come on, girl. Oh my God. Oh, that is powerful. Amen. Yes. There's so much more you than you that. You gotta stop there. You can't you can't step over that. You have got to expound on that. I mean, you, you said that, but I want you to really dive into that a little bit because that's that's very that wow. Wow. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. So when I was when I was younger, right? Okay. They used to say that after midnight, the only thing that was open was bars and legs. True. And, uh, 
Unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, to a great extent, that is still Yeah, true. that was true. Yeah. But in the same in the in the same way that guys have this, you know, this boys will be boys mentality, and they're encouraged to like sow their wild oats. Mm-hmm. Somebody is making girls feel like they should be the ground into which these oats are sown. Yes. But God didn't make us for that purpose. He you didn't. have a purpose in your life. Yes, when Adam was created, God gave him an assignment. He had jobs. He named the animals. He took care of the garden. He took care of the animals. Yes. He did all of that. Yes. When you came along, as Paul said, the man needed you. Uh-huh. You are a help meet. And mm-hmm. you are only a help meet to your husband. Let me let me let me clarify that. Absolutely. Because we've been fashioned to assist. Too often we connect ourselves to men who need help, but who aren't willing to be our husbands. Yes. You have God, to yes. yes, you can be loving, you can be nurturing, you can share yes. your gifts, you can share your time, but don't be a wifey. That's not yes. a that's not a title in the Bible. There's no such yes. thing as a wife e, a wife yes. person. Either yes. you're a wife or you're not. And yes. if you're not a wife, then stop providing services that suggest that you are. Yes. You can't give a man enough of you to convince him to make him make you his wife if mm-hmm. marriage is not what he wants to do. That's true. That's true. That's true. Wow. More often than not, premarital sex in the context of a relationship ruins the possibility of a destiny with that person. Yes. You're not creating a fam- framework for a healthy marriage in the future. Yes. One of one of my uncles, he he shacked up with this woman for 10 years. They got married yes. and they got divorced in less than a year. Yes. Sex is not the foundation for a healthy marriage. It's not the, the foundation for a healthy relationship. Yes. What it means typically is that you're spending all of your time. Yes. Invested in the natural aspects of your relationship. You don't know this person. You don't know their values. You don't know how they handle money. You don't know what they think about children. You don't know anything about them other yes. than you like them in bed or they like you in bed. Jesus. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Listen, we have to choose to live the life that God designed us for. Yes, that we have. We're precious in his sight. Yes, we are. He rules us in the hollow of his hand. We're the apple of his eye. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when I later in life began to deal with my low self-esteem, okay, I didn't know how to build it because I was surrounded by other women who had low self-esteem too. As well. Absolutely. Everybody didn't have the same moral compromise. Yes. I mean, mom, you know, she had two of us out of wedlock and she got married later. Yes, um, yes. But when I thought about how I could feel better about myself, because I was very talented always, mm-hmm. musically, singing, playing instruments, mm-hmm. all kinds of writing poetry, writing prose. Wow. I feel good about myself. Yes. And there weren't the accolades from the outside to build up what needed to be established on the inside. That's it. You may not have people in your life who speak to your value. Yes. Many of us don't. That's true. That is, Roz, that is so true. Oh my God, it's true. Yes, you're right. So when I realized that I had a deficit, 
Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to live that way anymore. Yes. I had to understand that the only way to properly esteem my value would be to go back to the one who created me with the value already installed. Yes. And yes. so I decided that I would take the time to go through scriptures yes. that talk to me about how God felt about me. Wow. Then I decided that whatever he said about me, mm -hmm. I'm going to believe that and accept yes. as my value, as my identity. And yes. That I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That yes. Just like I said to Jeremiah, before he formed me in the belly, he knew me. Yes. He called me. He purposed me. He ordained me. Yes. I'm the apple of his eye. You mm -hmm. know, in Ezekiel, he talks to Israel and he says, when you were drowning in your own blood, I saw you. Mm -hmm. I watched you. I took you. I loved you. I covered you. Yes. This is the kind of God that we serve. And this is the value that we have in his eyes. Yes. And so we can't look to other people to mm -hmm. make us feel good about ourselves. I don't yes. need to feel good about myself in that from that standpoint. That's I need to true. value me because God made me just yes. like man in his image, yes. after his likeness, yes. for his purpose, for his mm -hmm. glory. Yes. And yeah. it took a few months, but I took my time. Yes. Until I believed the word that I read. Yes, absolutely. And then absolutely. I defended what I built in me. When people yes. tried to devalue me with their words, I would not receive that. Sometimes yes. verbally, I had to denounce things that people said to me about myself. Say it. That's Say it. That's not who I am. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. You're you're so right. And 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 just to just to your point about the self-esteem, I grew up the same way, you know, um, uh, in, in growing up with me, it was about I was born in 1965. And so my sister and I were very close in age. And, you know, back in the 60s and the 70s, it was always about the light skinned girl. Yeah, <laughs> so I remember my parents uh, when we would go out. Uh, and like I said, I was literally born nine months and 24 days after my sister. So we were almost like Siamese twins. Right. And so, but she was a lot fair skinned, you know, to them, she was prettier. And so they would walk up to my mom and dad and say, oh, she's so pretty. And me as a, a young child, looking at that and beholding that, I used to say within myself, well, is something wrong with me? You know, because nobody would ever look at this chocolate girl and just right. oh she's beautiful so I, I i probably didn't really realize that i was a beautiful person just for me mm -hmm. like i was around 21 years old yeah i had this complex about my color you know and then i went to college and for the guys it was always about the red bone you know i want the red bone i want the red bone and I remember the when I got ready to go home, they finally realized that I, I guess I was looking like something and they wanted to approach me. And by that time, I wasn't interested. But mm -hmm. to your point, words um, of affirmation, they do count. Yes. And count in the sense that sometimes when you have that, that low self-esteem and you don't believe in yourself the way you should someone's words can literally breathe life back into you, you know, and they can help you really to understand who you are through the eyes of God. You're like, you know, sometimes we don't, we don't see that. And I remember so vividly 
probably back in 2015, I was getting ready to minister to God's people. I was in Buffalo, New York, and I heard the Holy Spirit say to me so clearly, I want you to look at my people the way I see them. I want you to minister from the, to the point um, to them from the point of what, how I see them, not where they are. And mm -hmm. so prophetically, so okay. he began yeah. to use yeah. me to speak to them and say to them, first of all, what was going on, right? Mm -hmm. But then how he saw them for real, like mm -hmm. this, is how, this is who you are through the eyes of God. And as I began to minister, the pastor stood up and said, well, I didn't tell her anything because people were looking around, you know, as a prophet, people don't understand. It doesn't come from you. It's about what God has to say about you. And so that was my first experience from God uh, of, of seeing God, God's people through the eyes, just like you said, seeing them through yeah. his eyes and right. seeing myself even through the eyes of God. That was what was important. But right. you can go on. Yeah. Um you brought up some good. Are, are you sharing this on your page, on your Facebook page? You know what? It's you not asking. recording. So we're going to continue. It's recording, but it's not being shared. We're going to share it on the page after. Okay. I, this is our first time. We're not going to fret on, on, okay. on Yardstream. We'll get it because it's recording. So we'll be able to share it still on our pages later. So okay. we, we don't want to. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to. No, uh, no a friend of mine just asked. <laughs> I oh, said, let's no. just, you know, we're going to just continue on and, and, and it's being recorded. So we'll be able to share it afterwards. So it's, it's, it's all good. So these, these glasses uh -huh. looked a little different when I was younger, more Coke bottle and I, right. and I had the glasses. Uh -huh. and so people just made fun of things about me. They didn't come yes. about me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I didn't I didn't even want attention because typically the attention was negative. Wow. All of that contributed to how I felt about myself. Yes. Uh, yes. I was very soft spoken. So yes. Often when I spoke to someone the first time, they didn't hear me. Yes. And at some point I just got tired of repeating myself. So not only was I not celebrated as who yes. I was, I yes. felt yes. unheard. Yeah. And so I a lot of times I just didn't talk. It wasn't that I had nothing to say. People thought I was shy. It wasn't that. Yes. Well, you're not listening. So I'm not, yes. I'm not talking. Yes. And, um, you know, it took me into my late teens where I realized that um, I wasn't speaking because someone was listening. But I was wow. speaking because I had something to say. Yes. Yes. And I had to empower myself. You know, it's not about whether who's listening or who's not listening. Yes, you have something of value to say. Say what that's you true. Do. That's so, true. Yeah, these are. <laughs> and you know what? I I truly believe that there are so many people, women around the world, that need healing in that very area. You yeah. know, because we as women, one of the reasons for this podcast even coming to pass and coming about was that in that in a week's time, I probably had spoken to about four or five women and just began to minister to them as God gave me the wisdom to speak to them. 
And as I listen to them, often as women, we are we are sight but unseen. And right. so when you, as women, it's natural too. We're gonna lead. The, I'm gonna lead you here. As women, it's natural for us to desire attention, right, mm -hmm. from our significant other, from our husband, from our friends, our family, our mother, our father. Women like attention, and so when you don't get that attention. At, in, especially in your young age, it can lead you into promiscuity. Trying to say promiscuous promiscuity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, promiscuity. It can lead you into promiscuity and lead you into relationships that are unhealthy because you are looking for the love and the approval, and you want you know you want that, and not even realizing that sex. And love, I mean, although they, they, but they don't, they're not the same, you not know? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. They're as far as part, you know, as one is from the other. And, and many times women, because of that attention or the, the lack thereof or the insecurity or the lack thereof, it, it has led them and continues to lead them into situations in life. And even in my ministry, I've, ministry, I've heard women say things like, you know, well, I needed this. And so I slept with him or I laid down with him and I get, you know, because my children and things like that and not knowing um, that that if we would just trust God, I, I've been a single mother. I know what it likes to when things can be lean as a mother, you know, but, you know, your faith, your hope, your trust has to be in God. And he always provided. I never had to bow in order to provide for my son, you know, give my body to some man right. in order to have what I needed. But right. some women don't have that faith. They don't have the knowledge of knowing and understanding that God cares about everything that concerns us. And that, you know, when the word says, and my God shall your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's exactly what he means. Like it, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't pull back from that because at this moment we feel like, Lord, I need this right now, you know, and, and sometimes it's even about the waiting, you know, waiting uh, on God to do a particular thing. Yeah. So yes, it is uh, so important. You know, so here it is. God created us with the desire. Yes. It is not wrong. It's he not did. bad. No. And so when we find ourselves with a desire. Yes. Outside of the proper context. Yes. Then we have to ask God to help us. Now, what we, what we typically do not do. Mm -hmm. It's monitor our conversations. We don't cover our ears. We don't yes. cover our eyes. We watch whatever movies we want to watch, all uh -huh. these love scenes, all this lust, yes. all this sex, all of this interaction. Come and on. You, you can't engage in all that. You can't listen to music yes. that that promotes, you know, lovemaking and stuff like yes. that. That you're going to be able to maintain yourself in honor. You're not. You're right. You're setting yourself up for failure because you are already equipped with what you need to carry that out. You just yeah. don't have a man. But if yeah. you keep listening to that and engaging those avenues, eventually you're going to connect with somebody who's going to give you what you want. Yes. 
And that means you can still you can still go to church on Sunday. You can sing on the praise team. You could do all the the spiritual disciplines and love God. But if you continue to entertain the things that stir that appetite, remember last week we were in a was it a a Song of Solomon? Yes. The woman said, "Do not stir or awaken my love before it's yes." And these things stir the appetite. Yes. Without the man, without the husband, the appetite is stirred. Yes, so when it you is. allow the appetite to be stirred, an opportunity will present itself. It will. You to do what it is you want to do. That's true. Absolutely. You are right. You are right. And and you you do as a, I mean, I, and I could identify with that. There are certain things. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've actually cut TV out about 99% out of my life. Uh, in the last couple of months, yeah. God really just took the desire away because as you said, you know, the, there are those moments you're looking at certain yes. things and, and that flesh wakes up because first of all, it does never forget when you've, if you've had any encounter of sex of any kind with, with, you know, a male, whether it's your husband, whether it was your significant other, mm-hmm. your body, your psyche mm-hmm. does not forget. And right. so, like you said, you can't stir that. You can't play in, in, in the sand and expect, you know, something not to happen. And so I've learned even in, in my ear gates, you know, listening to certain things, like you said, there's certain music that just promotes right. love making. It puts yeah. you in that you know, hey, you know, the moon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you feel like that. And so, but what I've started to do when I hear things like that, I immediately I said, Nope, my flesh can't take that. And I turn it off. You know, yeah. I, I know immediately when I start feeling so now we're not listening to that. No, we're not looking at that. We're turning the channel, even if I am watching TV. We're turning the channel because you have to guard. Uh, everything that's in you that God has made special about you as a woman. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the part for us as women is that we don't truly value what God, and I'm not talking about our body parts. I'm talking right. about the woman, you know, the, the part that says, Debbie with nothing else, me by myself alone, I am enough. You know, I'm enough without the man. I'm enough without the big car. I'm enough without the big house. I'm enough without $100,000 in the bank. I'm enough. You know, loving yourself to the point that you will guard and protect the jewel of you. Yes. You, the person, you know. And, and I believe when we begin to love and protect and honor what God puts in us, then we attract the right man. We attract right. a man that doesn't want to make us dirty, that yeah. doesn't want to pull us in bed on sight. A man that is after God's own heart. You know, we're attracting the man that wants to love us and wants to promote that which is good in us and not that which is bad. So it, it really, it's all about all of that. Yeah, and then I want to add this because even when you meet that man, mm-hmm. he too is wired. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, so oh, yeah. the wire is still going to be there. Yeah. You have to, I mean, I remember um, in my 20s, I was engaged. Okay. And I always pray that we would never be weak at the same time. 
Yes. Because you're going to experience moments of weakness. You but are. somebody has to be strong. That's true. You're so the right. Is always, Lord, don't ever let us be weak at the same time. Somebody has to be able to say, oh, you're not doing that. That's yeah. And that's what has to be. Yes, if you're right. If you, if you meet a man who doesn't have any sexual desire, you need right. to be concerned. You know, <laughs> wait a minute. You are so right. You are so right. You are. I remember, uh, in fact, it was Apostle, uh, Apostle Sandra Smith that said this to me. She said, Debbie, it is very normal for a man to desire you or to want to touch you. She said, yeah. if he doesn't, you better check and make sure he's a man. And I'm not saying that he should, but yeah. it's not abnormal for a man right. to desire a woman or a woman to desire a man. But right. it's all about, as you said, you know, somebody has to, first of all, I believe both people need to have that mind mm -hmm. to that you're going to maintain that, that celibacy and you're going to be kept and until the time of marriage and then even so in that weakness because it, it there has to be a a um i'm trying to find a word there has to be a pact where you both you know okay this is what we're doing and so like you said when that time comes when it may be you then i'm strong you know and if it's him then he's strong, you know, so it, 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 it has to be, can't be two people at the same time that's right. having their moment. <laughs> Since the flesh is weak, you better make that agreement with the Holy Ghost. He's right. We make all kind of verbal commitments. No, but I'm not saying, I wasn't saying in the sense. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just trying I'm not to saying in the, sense that the Holy Ghost is my key. He got to He got to that, That's the thing. He, he's the, not going to break. Jesus right. The Holy Ghost in me is it all starts <laughs> with the mind. That's that's yeah. where I'm alluding to. It's yeah. all about I, I, I believe this with all of the fiber of my being. Anything in life that you do, whether it is salvation, whether it is, you know, losing weight, whatever it is, it starts with a mind, you know, like yielding our mind and our flesh. And even in those moments of weakness and you feel a certain way, you still have to that mind the holy ghost and that mind have to communicate you have to talk sometimes i've had to talk to myself i have to talk to the lord and say lord this is what i'm feeling and i need you right now to help me to refocus and get me together you know so that i don't you know and this is not even i'm not even in a relationship but right. it's how you feel so but it's it's a it's an agreement between you and the Holy Spirit, but if you are dating a person, right. I believe it's important for you all to to say to one another. It's like this is what I say to people when you're 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 engaged or you're getting ready to get married. If you're gonna marry a person that believes in divorce, then for me, I would marry a person that had a belief or faith that if it gets hard, both of us are going to leave. You know, or somebody's going to leave or run out. That's me. I don't I don't want to. I don't. I want a person. To marry the man that would say, we're going to, through God, through the help of God, counseling, whatever we need, when we get married, we're going to stay married. And so the same it is, what is all I'm saying, the example of is making it saying to one another, we know that this is a journey. This is real. We're human beings with feelings and emotions, you know, and all that stuff. But we want to do everything we can to maintain Amen. What is right? That's all I'm saying. 
That's all I'm saying. Amen. I, I, the realness of it is what you said. It, yeah. <laughs> the path <laughs> with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. The arm of flesh will fail you every time. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. I understand. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, so you know, but you you continue on. We're gonna go as long as you <laughs> you decide. Well, I mean, no, like we can we can have an exchange, like yes, yes, things, yes. you know, because I don't. I'm not a um, I'm not a lecturer. I'm more of an interactive kind of. <laughs> but you are. I see you get online all the time, and you're not a lecturer, but you you know how to to share and expound your heart absolutely you are excellent at that so yeah you're you're you're, you're good I, I enjoyed you uh earlier this week listening to you so but uh but um you know just just in just in all all actuality and the the end of it all it's it's all about you know um as as the title of the or the subject that we're talking about you know Sex is a God idea. You know, God created it to be enjoyed between a man and a woman within a covenant relationship and not just something we we give away, you know, to any man or anybody, but someone who is in, in covenant. We have married. We've made the commitment to they've made the commitment to us and to be enjoyed inside the contents of what God calls holy. He ordained, you know, marriage. He ordained sex. You know, he ordained all of that, you know, but but there are stipulations and rules to what God ordains, you know. And and, and I've I've been on dates and I've dated guys that, you know, have said things to me like, you expect me to wait until I get married. Yeah. Yeah, I do. You know, and this has been, this has been men in the church and outside of the church. Because mm -hmm. it, it people think, oh, if they're saved, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, who it is. And, 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 and on this subject, I found out, you know, through trial and error, you definitely cannot date a man outside outside of, of, of God and expect to win, you know, expect to, to stay wholesome. Uh, you struggle with the men that, that say they're saved, but let alone somebody that doesn't know God, hasn't submitted themselves to God at all. And that's not to say that all men are like that. I don't want right. to that no, yeah, at all. I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah. I'm just saying I have had my challenges with both men inside of the church and outside of the church. But I know uh, I said this to a gentleman yesterday. I said, I know that God has men and males. He has thousands of men that love him that have not bowed. You know, they haven't bowed to, to the image of Baal. They haven't bowed to their flesh. Uh, and they, they too, like us, you know, they go through their experiences, but they want to maintain a, a wholesomeness and a purity before God. You know, even if you have failed in your past, right. uh, even speaking to that, because a lot of times in, in Christ and in my, my save and my walk with God, I have had failures, you know, I've made wrong decisions. I have been intimate when I knew that I shouldn't have been, but, but you get to that that place 
just like the Bible says, the Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so I say to, to every woman, you know, no matter what you have done, all God wants you to do is come to yourself and Mm -hmm. to repent and then forgive yourself and move on, you know, yeah. as a, he spoke to the woman at the well, he said, go, uh, not the woman at the well, the no. woman that yeah. was taken in, in, in adultery. In adultery. Said, yeah. um, <laughs> so, and, and that was even, <laughs> I could that. All by herself. That All was so herself. one-sided. Oh my God. I, when I, I got to speak on that just a little bit. When I think about that scripture, I think to myself, so you 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 find the woman and the man in the bed, but you only bring the woman. Um, how twisted and unfair and unjust is that? And that is truly a society, the real society that we yes. live in. Yes. Uh, when it comes to anything, a, a, a young lady gets pregnant in the church. The woman, the girl, because she is going to be the one that's showing, she has to sit down. But the man gets to continue to to perform and, you know, sing and and play whatever instrument he's playing, you know. But but it comes to that place as women that I believe sometimes it's hard for us to give us forgive ourselves, especially in that area. In that area, you know, we can, it's like you can do many things, but when it comes to your body, when you give yourself away to somebody and you know that you shouldn't have given yourself to that man, then it becomes an issue of, you know, Lord, you know, I did this and I feel bad and whatever, but, but God wants to forgive us and cleanse us and, 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 and place us back in that place as if we've never done that, committed that, that act. So since that that sense, that inability to forgive ourselves stems from a place of low self-esteem. It all comes back to that. Because if I had value Mm -hmm. before this relationship, I might not have engaged in it. That's true. And if if the value was pre-existing, when that relationship ended, even though I was used, I still would feel okay about myself because I had a self-esteem. Absolutely. The lack of it is detrimental all the way around. Yes. You know, whether or not I'm engaged in, in the relationship, I'm hurt mm-hmm. by not feeling good, not having a, a positive self-image, not valuing myself the way that God values me. Yes. Um, you're you were speaking about society, and I was just thinking about, you know, why it's significant that God ordained sex within the context of marriage. When you look at all of the societal ills, even the economic issues that exist specifically in our culture. Yes. They are primarily related to the fact that there are a whole lot of single families. Yes, absolutely. Working together, the economic status is higher, the quality of life is better, children generally excel. Yes, more in those environments. Absolutely. But because of our disobedience to God's law, we've created all of these dynamics. Yes. Now we want a society, a government, a church to fix. Yes. And all we have to do is choose monogamy with a contract. Come on. Come Get on. Married. Get married. Have yes. your children. Raise your family. Yes. Increase your income. You know, yes. buy property. You know. Yes. 
looking yes. forward to being married. Yes. <laughs> she is, is grown now and about to have her own, but yeah. it, there, there would be so, so, uh, so much fewer of us. There would be fewer of us yes. living beneath the poverty level. If, I agree. Uh, we weren't just casually engaging in sex and having children. That's and, true. You know, and it yeah, it's your choice. No one it can is. stop making that choice. But That's you have true. to think about the repercussions, not just on you, but on those children. Absolutely. Will probably perpetuate the same sin because yes. they watch your example. Yes. And if we don't change, then yes. it's hard for our children to change. That's true. You know, I um, I started college when I graduated out of high school, but then life happened. Yeah. And I didn't get my, I finished my bachelor's a few years ago, but I remember wow. when I classes online mm -hmm. and my daughter was in junior high school and she was like, mom, you know, I'm proud of you, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yes, I know you're proud of me because I, you know, clearly I was intelligent enough to help her and tutor kids in the neighborhood and stuff like that. It wasn't like yes. a lack of intelligence or ability. Mm -hmm. It was just prioritizing of me. And yes the goals that were important for my life. Yeah, absolutely. It changes, it changes the trajectory for our children. It does. It absolutely does. We make changes and, you know, um, embrace loose morals and, yes. and those things change the, the trajectory for our children. All of it does. You're right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It does. It, 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 and, 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 and you're right. It is, uh, it has caused a lot of pain yes. uh, for our children, for our young women, you know, um, you, you know, you can see in society now that it has become such a norm for people to have children out of wedlock, you know, out of, you know, and they, they don't have just one baby. They'll have one and then they'll have another. And then, you know, and in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, so at what point do you make the decision that you're not going to be somebody's girlfriend and keep having babies and you're going to become somebody's wife and allow this man, you know, it, they used to say back in the day, men will go and buy a license for a dog. They will go buy a license to go fish. They will be buy a license for a motorcycle. They will buy a license to drive a boat. They will buy a license for everything, but you won't require him to to make you legal, to become legally your husband before you continue or you start giving all your goods or your your gift to this man. And, and it should never be. And again, it, it, it all stems back with a lot of young women, with even some older women. It's a place of not being healed. It's a place right. where... Uh, we don't love ourselves. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, I began to, to take that journey to healing for me personally, after my father was murdered, it's like mm -hmm. when you go through a tragedy like that, it opens up all kinds of stuff. Like it, it unearths things that you didn't even know that was still there. I can remember so vividly uh, one day I was, I was um, talking to um, Apostle McCoy and I was just crying about my dad mm -hmm. and I was just so hurt. And she said these words to me. She said, um, 
She said, God said that you are, you're in a place, you're dealing with feelings and in, in this spirit of abandonment, right? Mm -hmm. And when she said that, I began to just weep because it was so true. So, and I said to her, I said, my dad left me. Mm -hmm. And I know even as a young woman, my parents divorced when I was very young and I was such a daddy's girl. And so I, from that, I ended up dating older men in my teens and young 20s because I was looking for my dad. And some of the, I believe as women, some of the problems can or would have been resolved had the man in our life, that first man in our life, right? Yeah. Loved us and nourished us and taught us what we, the value of who we are. Yeah. People talk about mothers, but fathers are equally important, especially in the life of a daughter. Yeah. A father trains a daughter on how she is to be loved and treated and cherished and that she's beautiful, that she is enough. Your father, your first love, that that man. And, and when you have missing fathers in mm -hmm. many homes, missing fathers, even, you know, because of divorce or for whatever, whatever. Reason, then you go on looking for your father, looking, because he even, a father even affirms his daughter. Right. He, he affirms a good father. Yes. But here's the thing. It's, we shouldn't even have to say that word. I knew we shouldn't have to. It is a father. Sit plain and simple. When you think about our heavenly father, right? Mm -hmm. We don't say a good heavenly father. He yeah. is just. No, yeah. and that wasn't. I'm not trying to be facetious. No, 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 no. I understand. I understand. It's just he is simply my father. Yeah. Period. You yeah. know. And so, and, and and this is not man bashing. I don't want anybody to get that thing. But it's about. The reality of what the position that each person in a family plays. Yeah. A yeah. mother, she's a nurturer. She teaches us how to love. She teaches us how to show compassion. She teaches us how to, to do the things, how to cook. And that's males and females because my mother, right. my brother, she trained my brother just the way she trained us. My brother is the cook in his family. His wife doesn't cook, period. My brother is extremely clean. His mm -hmm. mother raised him to be that way. And so there is a part that each of us play in the family. And so it goes back to what you said at the beginning. It starts with the foundation of marriage, the covenant of marriage. And if we let that be the foundation of every relationship and whatever we do, then a lot of societal the problems we can begin to solve and be healed from because mm -hmm. the mindset of our women and let's let's be let's be real and clear people say yes this is a man's world right this is a man's world but then I, the thing that i loved about james brown he said but it would be nothing without a woman so you you know yes it's ruled and and they are in control and they are the head and i have no issue with any of that right but yet and still the power of a woman it is just in being the woman. Has right. nothing to do with sex at all. Just right. being the woman. Because you think about back in the Garden of Eden, when God bought Adam, about Eve to Adam, he mm -hmm. said these words, this is flesh of my flesh, 
bone mm -hmm. of my bones. She mm -hmm. should be called a woman because she was taken out of me. So this yeah. man, he looked at this woman who the Bible says was his <laughs> wife. He brought her. It wasn't, this wasn't Adam's mm -hmm. girlfriend. This right. was his wife. And so because it was his wife, you, just hearing him say that, he looked at this woman and he knew the value of her on site. Warm man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then God says in his word, he says, even when you go back from the book of Genesis, and I remember reading this and that light coming on, when God says he 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 created them, mm -hmm. right? Before he ever formed them, I created them in his mind, mm -hmm. male and female. He right. didn't. He didn't just create the man because people are quick to say, "Oh, God made the man first. He may have come here first, but He created them both at the same time." Yeah, and we were. We were. We were formed in Him. He yeah, took us, yeah, he took yeah us absolutely. Out. We were there. So knowing the value of who you are, understanding how God sees you is so different than than how we've been taught to see ourselves. You know, like, you know, big mama say, well, you gotta have a husband. Big mama say, you know, you gotta, you know, you can go to college anytime. You don't need no education. Right. Big mama say, you know, you are supposed to be, in, you know, even the men in the Southern back in the day, they would say a woman is supposed to be pregnant, barefoot and in the kitchen. You know, that was back in our day. I mean, what nonsense, you know? And I know that it was, it was due to their own unlearnedness, you know, their their own not understanding the biblical uh, point of view of what a woman is and what she is. And I remember this. I remember my godmother one time we were in a Bible study and this is still talking about, you know, sex is a God idea. She said to us one day, she said, I want you all to look at look up the word wife. Right. Because society has this idea of what a wife is you know mm -hmm. she's supposed to make sure she's cooking she's cleaning she's washing she's you know she's taking care of the children she's doing all of this stuff she's taking care of her husband she's making sure that he's okay she's fixing his food she's doing all of this stuff but she said well i need you all to give me the definition of what a wife is so you know me i'm like raising my hand i will read the definition and it was so simple and sweet. The definition of a wife is a married woman. Plain and simple right. as that. All these other attributes that's been added to us of Proverbs 31. Proverbs yeah. 31. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that we have been given to us that we're supposed to do. And then it what it does in the ministry prior to coming to this, this podcast. You talk to women and you say to them, well, who makes sure that she's okay? Right. Who, who cares to stop and say, Roz, how are you doing today? How was your day? How were you feeling? Mm -hmm. What is it that I can do for you, Roz? Right. You know, is your feet sore? You know, what's going, let, let me rub your feet, you know, and I, I'm just giving a, a general and a basis who, who stops to care, who stops and says, well, let me take mama a plate. Let me cook dinner today. You know, mom's worked eight hours like me, right? 
you know, who's going to do that for her? And, and, and herein is where you have, which e even to me, and, and I believe when, when a woman cannot gain or doesn't have that affirmation and that support at home, right? Mm -hmm. It can lead her outside into a place yeah. of adultery. Yeah. She because we have, we have that need. We have yeah. a need when, when, of when, when and he, and belonging and absolutely. Yeah. So it can lead her into the arms of another of another man because the people that are supposed to be seeing about her and caring about her and loving her and making sure she's okay is not doing that because they've been used to that woman always giving. She's right. always pouring out. She's always emptying out of herself. Mm -hmm. But who's pouring into her? Who's pouring into her wounds? Who's 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 sitting and just let, let Roz just talk until Roz feels better, until she feels free, until she feels renewed and rejuvenated? Who's doing that for you? You know, one of the things that Society, life, church didn't yeah. teach us yeah. mm -hmm. was to express our needs. Absolutely. We're not encouraged Absolutely. to tell people what we need. Yes. To do what needs to be done. I agree. Express our needs. You know, let your request be made known unto God. And that's yes. true. Yes. But Matthew 7 and 7, I love the way I understand it. When it says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Yes. We yes. limit that scripture to our relationship with God. Yes. Life. Yes. Period. Ask what you need. It'll be given to you. Yes. Look Look for what you want. You'll find it. Yes. Yes. Words, and they'll open to you. Yes, so yes. We have to learn how to, but that again, it all comes back to valuing yourself and yes. knowing the significance of your voice. That yes. You have the right to have a need and express it and expect yes. to have that need met. Yes. We have to, we have to give ourselves back a voice. Yes, I agree. And we have to recognize the power that we have. You know, um, while you were talking, I was also thinking about the dating relationship and how so often we allow men to commandeer the relationship. Okay, okay. Then whatever happens in the relationship, whether we verbally assent to it or yes. we acquiesce and don't say anything, it's mm -hmm. happening because we have allowed it to happen. Okay. So whenever we get ready, we can change the narrative. We can. You're right. Absolutely. I agree. And you know, I I I I, I do agree with that 100% because my mother, she always taught us as her girls. She said these words to us and I never forgot it. She said you have to start out your relationship, whether it's a personal one or whatever it is, like you want to hold out. Right. So however you set the bar or you set mm -hmm. the parameter mm -hmm. and what you permit or you allow or not allow is usually how the course goes, you right. know, and that's in how the man treats you, how mm -hmm. he speaks to you, how he approaches you. Uh, even, even, even a man should not be able to look at you and I and think that he can approach us in any way in a sexual manner. As women of God, there shouldn't be nothing about us that when a man looks at me, not saying that it's not normal for them to look at us and desire we're beautiful women. That's not what I'm saying. But to think that he could 
approach us and literally come at us like that. And I'm not saying that the devil won't try you because I've had, <laughs> oh, I've had some tries. I've had some tries on my in my inbox on Facebook. I've had some tries, but and then you think to yourself, like, dude, you don't see see who I am. But the devil doesn't care about who you are. The devil doesn't care who he uses. But but it's up to us though, as women, to set the bar. Yeah, I mean. You know, yeah, I've definitely been approached inappropriately because it's not based on me. It's it's the lust of the eyes. It has yes, nothing yes. to do with me. You yes, know, yes. Lot Lot brought the angels into his house, and the men of the city came trying to come after them. So if it can happen to angels, it can happen right, to me. Right, right. We're not exempt. Right. We're not exempt. Right. We just right. have to know how to handle it appropriately. Yes. 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 Yes, yeah. that's right. But but I but I was really more speaking on people that actually know us. Mm, okay. Any 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 relationship, any friend, you know, male friend, somebody that's been around you long enough to know who you are, know your character, understand who you are as a woman and as a person. Um, and when they know that, because yes, the enemy doesn't, you know, he knows and he doesn't mind trying, mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever he tries to do. But, you know, I, I guess I, it's more important in my mind that we maintain the standard right. so that yeah. even if if they approach you know they're shot down immediately right. and that and that's where we have the power yeah we have the power you know the power it's in our in our hands to 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 say yay or no nay you know <laughs> when it comes to all of that but we got about it we're heading on an hour we got about three minutes i want to let you wrap it up and then we're going to be done. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm always left with those hard tasks. Oh, no. <laughs> we have been doing well. <laughs> no. So, um, you know, Just I think well, today's, today's conversation really has centered around um, just self-esteem. Yes. Value, you know, uh, when it comes to dealing with relationships. Um, understanding yourself and not allowing yourself to get caught up in the music, the media, the things that feed an appetite that you really don't want to give life to. Yes. You yes. Make a decision that you want to honor God in this body. Then yes. you align your external life with that decision. Yes. Whatever it takes, whatever relationships you have to sever, people who are on the fringes, because most of us have or know, we know someone, if we wanted to live in that life, who would be more oh, than that. Yes. That's the phone number you need to get rid of. Right. Come That's on. Talking to. Yes. Because there will be an hour of temptation. Everyone yes. has one. Yes. And you have to set yourself up for success in your relationship with God so yes. that when you do meet the right man, yes, you can you know how to you know how to handle yourself, that you can have an honorable relationship. Absolutely. That you're not looking at him wondering what he would be like in, in different positions because of your past experiences. <laughs> like God can literally give you a clean slate. He can. Whatever's coming doesn't have to be a continuation of what has been. That's in your, true. In your relationships. Absolutely. I so give agree. God permission to give you a clean slate, to start you over. Yes, absolutely. 
100. Forget your experience, forget your experience says. Yes, yes. Let God do it differently. Yes. Because I, you know, I, I definitely want to submit to you that what God is preparing to do. Yes. Or, well, it's already done in eternity. What God yes, has done is. is different from what has been. Yes. So while you're in this season of waiting, mm -hmm. you need to allow the Lord to change your paradigms. Yes. Yes. You will handle this differently. Yes. Not see something that looks familiar and handle it the way that you did before. Yes, I agree. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. This was rich. It was real. And uh, I'll be in touch with you when we're done. Okay. I love you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.